Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Amen and amen. Do you know that over 30 times in Scripture, we are told to be strong? For instance, here's Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, and in the Bible and this translation, that includes men and women, of course. So it's saying, finally, everyone, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now, I want you to notice that it doesn't say feel strong. Matter of fact, I can't think of any scripture that I know of that ever tells me to have an emotion. It does speak about our emotions. It talks about things like happiness or joy. But I can't think of any scripture that God tells me, now I want you to feel this way. I can think of lots of scriptures that tell me to give, whether I feel or not. That tell me to love, whether I feel love or not. That tell me to forgive, whether I feel like it or not. That tell me to rejoice. Matter of fact, in the Bible, all of those things are actually words of action and not words of emotion. I'm told to do them. But I wonder if you've ever considered the importance of being strong. There are four reasons why every one of us need to be strong. Firstly, we all need to be strong for our own sake. You need to be strong for your sake because much of your blessing and much of your happiness and much of your fruitfulness is not going to come out of those circumstances that you find yourself in. They're not going to come out of who you know or what you know. But like Proverbs chapter 4.23 says, it'll come out of the inside of your life. I've been thinking a lot about that scripture that says that a person without rule over their spirit is like a city without walls. And I've met many people like that over the years. People who were not able to retain something and not able to keep out the negatives or the things that ought to be kept out of our life. In other words, the Bible says because they had no strength to control their inner life, the things that they received so quickly just were leaked out of their life, escaped from them. So they'd find a moment of connection to God, but the moment they got out of church or got to the first red light or got to work the next day or something rather else like that, that thing that they'd received, they didn't have strength to retain. I met other people for whom things like worry or fear or a negative opinion or rejection so quickly invaded their inner life and they weren't able to keep that out. See, a lot of who you are and what your future and your destiny is about comes out of your inner life. When we read in 1 Samuel 17 about the, how the Philistine army stood against the people of Israel, it says this in about verse 18 or so, and all the men when they heard Goliath fled from his voice. But all of them fled, including the king, by the way, King Saul, who was head and shoulders above everyone else. And yet even that man, his inner strength was small. But a young shepherd boy called David says, King, don't you fear, 
for your servant will go up against this man, seeing as how he is just going to be small in the sight of God, the largest man that any of them had ever seen. And yet it came down to a contest, not of brute strength, not of physical capacity, but it came down to an issue of who was the strongest on the inside. That was the one that won the battle. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16. Listen to this out of the New Testament. Paul is praying and he says that God would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. Why? Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And when that happens, that comes out of strength that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, that's all the other believers, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ. Now that word there, know, does not mean to know about. It means to know as an experience. It means to be intimately acquainted with. And all of this comes out of a person's ability to be strong. I've lived long enough and lived as a Christian long enough to have known personal weakness and to know personal strength, to know what it's like to struggle and to battle and to have some things that knock you down. But I've also known what it's like for God to begin to build your life so that something that used to be uh, the end of you, it would knock you down and take you so long to get back up you wouldn't be able to forget it or get past it. And yet I know what it's like for God to build you so that even though that thing comes back at you again another time, you're able to dismiss that quickly. Why? Because strength. You and I need to be strong for our sake. Secondly, though, we need to be strong for others' sake. Every single one of us are influenced. I know that that's a buzzword right now for social influencers. You know, somebody, you know, that I, I read in the paper just this morning, how that they've just uh, fined someone for not being transparent, a social influencer who wasn't transparent about uh, whatever it was they were promoting, actually being a paid advertisement. And the person who was asked about this said, this is a good thing for our profession. But can I tell you whether your profession is influencer or not? Every single one of you are the influencer for somebody else. I watched a man walk past in the rain this morning after the service, barefoot, walking past the church, no umbrella, no protection. And I looked at him and I said, how's it going? Well, his response wasn't that great and you can imagine why. But you know, even that man with so little to offer is going to influence somebody else. You and I need to be strong because there are, come on, there are people in your world that are looking at you. I'll never forget the first person I ever led to Christ. First person I ever shared my faith with. And I didn't realise that for weeks and weeks and even longer, he'd been watching the change in my life. I was working in a, in a place, a lot of staff, and I didn't realise how much the change in my life in coming to Christ was evident to the people around about me. 
until I, this guy asked me what I did on Sunday and I, I'm a heartbeat in, this is true, thumping hard, I summed up the courage to tell him I'd been at church. Well, you know, he didn't fall down on his knees and cry out to God, he just burst out laughing and made a fool or tried to make a fool out of me. But you know, a matter of weeks later, that same young man came up to me and referencing the change, said, can I come to church with you? Came to church, very first service he was in, he gave his life to Christ. See, other people are watching you. You and I need to be strong because I don't know about you, but on the other side of this day, there are lots of people that I believe our lives are going to influence uh, Abe, whose story was up there last Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning. And I've heard so many people talk about his story or friends or Iris or David who's here tonight or, you know, Rashida who's here tonight. So many people's stories. And that has gone out to literally in the last week, thousands of people have watched those services and have been influenced by them. But you know, your influence is never just about now. Do you know that Jesus, before he went to the cross, prayed not only for the people that he knew, but he prayed for all the people that those people he knew would influence. He said, I pray not only for these, but for all them that shall believe upon their word. Why? Because God's always looking ahead in time and saying, so I'm asking you tonight to please be strong. I'm asking you to build strength in your life for your sake, certainly, but even perhaps more importantly, for the sake of others. Well, the third reason why we need to be strong is we need to be strong for Jesus' sake. I guess lots of us would know of somebody that when we talk to them about Jesus, the first thing they remind you of is somebody that used to represent Jesus, but did it badly. You know, I've... I've lost count of the number of people who go, yeah, well, you know, I got raised in a church home or I got raised in an orphanage or I got raised in some other place like that. And this story out of it is not one of, of inspiration and attractiveness, but rather it's the opposite. For Jesus' sake, I want to be strong. For Jesus' sake, I want to live with a great testimony. For Jesus' sake, I want to live whether I ever get to be on stage if my life was not in public at all. I would still want to be strong for Jesus' sake. Amen. I'd want to be strong because somewhere, somehow, somebody is going to want to know for Jesus' sake. Here's the fourth reason why we need to be strong, and that's for blessings' sake. Think about this a minute. It's pretty obvious, I know, but... Sometimes it doesn't register very well. The spoils of battle are for victors, not spectators. I started thinking about the football games I've been to or the basketball games I've been to, the ones I've played or the sporting events that I've watched, and I've never yet seen at the trophy presentation anybody ever give, get the trophy and go and give it to someone in the stands. The people that play get to hold the trophy. The people that are in the contest get to be celebrated. But the rest of us 
just because I was there at the Wildcats Grand Final. By the way, if you're in India or some other part of the world and you're a part of this service, that's our local number one basketball team, the best in Australia, current reigning champions and about to be champions again. But you know, I remember being there at the Grand Final one year and the place was going absolute nuts. But they never invited me down out of the stands saying, Jeff, would you like a trophy for being here? There aren't any trophies given to the people that watch. It's only those people that are a part of the contest. And I know that many of the blessings God wants to bring your way and mine, many of those blessings are only going to come if I'm strong and I go through the battles of life and I don't let those things defeat me. Even though sometimes you can feel like, because I think a lot of people mistake strength. They, they think everything in God is instant and only if God does it right now is it God. But I'd have to tell you that I believe many times God takes time to bring about a miracle in your life. Many times the, the things you're trying to build and see a wonderful destiny take place, that probably won't happen on one altar call, one prayer. It's probably going to take some time. So we want to be strong. We want God to touch our life. We want the Holy Spirit. See, every time we come to church like this church, we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in the power of God. We believe in it. You know, it's not, all, it's not about how you do it, but it's about the Holy Spirit being there. I've never come to a service yet where I wasn't aware that the great Holy Spirit was in the service wanting to heal someone's body, wanting to touch someone's soul. Michael Parthur was telling me about a young adult worship night they had just recently and how many people got healed in their body just in the worship part of that service. I know that God wants to touch you. I know that someone's got to be strong to bring blessing to the lives of other people. So let me get into this just quickly. How on earth do I become strong? Because the Bible doesn't, well, it does tell us a lot of stuff, but 30 times it's just a command, be strong. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm a bit like going, well, that's good. But how do I go from that, Lord? You know, I'm, I'm strong one minute and I'm not strong the next. Let me give you two things tonight that I believe the Bible teaches about how to become stronger. Well, the first one's going to be so obvious that you're just going to go, oh yeah, I knew that. This is Pastor Bruce's weights bench. You can tell that because it's a fashion statement. Not just some ordinary old chair, but it's black leather with red trim. It's like a racing car. This is the sports car of weights benches. And you know that you don't get guns like this. <laughs> Thank you for the laughter in the building. I appreciate that immensely. But you don't get guns like that from lifting donuts. Bicep curls. Am I doing them right, Bruce? He bet me I couldn't do 20 of these while I was preaching. He said, if you do, you won't be able to lift your arm tomorrow. I said, are you kidding me? I said, I eat stuff like this for breakfast. 
I said, my spoon for my Wheaties in the morning is heavier than this. It's awesome. Is anyone counting? Is that 11? Thank you so much. I'm glad some was, because I was going to start at 15. How many am I up to now? 15. Yeah, Fibber. Uh, 18, 19, 20. How many, how many of you just go, that's impressive, huh? We all know that whatever you listen, most people, I'm amazed how many people know this about gym work and have no idea about their personal life. Whatever you exercise gets stronger. Exercise a negative mindset, guess what's going to get stronger in your life? A negative mindset? Well, why do you think, see Hebrews chapter 4, I'll, I'll throw this in for you while I'm on. Hebrews chapter 4 says this, uh, sorry, chapter 3. It says, so we see then that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And the Bible doesn't say they wouldn't, it says they couldn't. In other words, here are the children of Israel and they're wanting to go into the promised land. And the Bible doesn't speak about whether they wanted to or not. It talks about their ability. It says they could not. Why couldn't they go back to Numbers 13? These people in every part of their journey out of the land of Egypt, when God delivered them, at every moment of difficulty, they complained. They were exercising their negative mindset. It's no much wonder that when they got to the place where it mattered most, they weren't able to. Why? Because they'd exercised a negative mindset so strongly, it overpowered their wishes and their vision. Second Timothy talks about those, it says, instruct those in, in meekness who oppose themselves. They say, I want to do this. I want to become this. But they're exercising the wrong things. Are you exercising hopelessness or are you exercising vision? Now, I know that sometimes exercising vision can actually be a challenge. The number of times I've got before God in prayer, weighed down by all the things that were round about my life at that moment and feeling the pressure of those things pushing down and had to spend time saying, before I come to God with my request, I'm going to exercise my spiritual muscle and I'm going to see, uh, lift that up and become strong because I don't want to pray weak prayers to a strong God. I want to pray strong prayers to the one who's strong and able to deliver, amen? So whatever I exercise, we'll become stronger, that's for sure. Are you exercising your complaining muscle? I still, I did this last night. I still do this regularly. I didn't realise apparently it's a psychological uh, uh, principle that is actually used by some of the leading psychologists in the world. But I, I don't know how I got onto it. I think just out of the Bible. The Bible says, give thanks unto the Lord. In everything, give thanks. I've made a habit for many years. Often the last thing I do before I go to sleep, I'm laying in the bed, is I'll rehearse every blessing of the last day or the last couple of days. And I'll say, God, I'm grateful for this. Thank you for doing this. And that doesn't mean that I had amazing days that were all good. Some days they were tough. But I've learned whatever I exercise grows. If I exercise my gratitude muscle, hope gets larger inside of my life. Amen? Come on. What are you exercising in your life? If you want to get stronger, 
You can't exercise the wrong thing and hope to get strong in the right thing. Amen? If you're exercising, you know, rejection all the time, well, they probably wouldn't want to talk to me. Well, you know, I went there, but I was so shy. Listen, I know what it's like to be painfully shy. To not want to contact or to, you know, to kind of feel like who would want to know you. But what, what are you going to exercise? Amen. Whatever you exercise. How many is that up to? I've been waving this thing around like it's a toothpick. And Pastor Bruce, I hope you were noticing how often I just waved that around like, these are, what's this, 17 kilos? What is it? Five. Thank you from the side. I appreciate your quickness to correct me. You could have left me with a little delusion for a moment, but you didn't want me to. You wanted me to get it. It's five kilos. So that's the first way. Whatever you exercise is going to grow. Whatever it is that we're doing, the things that strengthen our life. Why do we encourage people to pray every day, even if the best you can do is 10 minutes, which is a long time, by the way, if you're not used to it. 10 minutes is not a long time, uh, you know, uh, watching television maybe. But sometimes in prayer, 10 minutes is actually a great effort. Why do we encourage you to begin your day with the Word of God? Why is it that when it comes to Yes Text, we've started Yes Text so that you can get all of this, uh, can go for 520 days. That's a year and a half of discipleship, the Word of God and prayer every day. Why? Because we know that if you'll exercise those things, it's going to strengthen your relationship with God. But just to finish this, what if I were to tell you that there's another way to get strong and it's ridiculous, it's crazy? What if I was to tell you that go to your local gym, find the person that's the buffest, that's the most ripped, find the person that can pump the most iron. Sebastiana, come on up here a minute. This is Sebastiana Carace. I want you to say hello, first of all. Say buongiorno to everybody there in Sicily. Buongiorno. In Italy, sono sicuro che stanno guardando. Mio padre, ciao, miei genitori e tutta la famiglia. Ciao. Dino. This guy here is quite an athlete. He was, you represented, did you represent Italy in speed skating or you just were? When, when I was yeah. uh, from uh, 18 years old to 21, I was representing Sicily. Sicily. Yeah. Wow. And Sicily were the best, huh? Well, we, back in my time, uh, they were the fourth best uh, in all Italy. Wow. And when you came on the team from fourth to one? Obviously. Obviously, yeah. And you were telling me today that you've just gone back to training for speed skating. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So are there people there faster than you? Uh, yes. <laughs> and the younger than me. And the younger, yes. But you look so young. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. I want you to imagine, look, this guy, he's, he's very, you can flex him. It's all, oh, God, it's like, that's like, it's like iron. But I want you to imagine that you want to become faster and stronger. And I said to you, you know what? All you're going to have to do is go and stand next to Sebastiano. Just go stand next to him. He's there exercising, rowing machine, right. skipping, running, 
He's doing that, and I say to you, forget the skipping, forget the running, forget the rowing machine, just go stand next to Sebastiano, and you're going to get what he's got. See, we all go like, yeah, right. Like, for sure. I hope that you go, because he's training at the moment for the Masters Championships and speed skating and going fast a lot around, 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 which is, sounds wonderful. And I hope I see some video of you doing it. Uh, I yeah. I will. Just say a big uh, hello to everyone in Italy again. It's, um, thank you for being a part Italian, of Italy. Oh, of course, yeah. Don't, I can say it in English. Grazie per essere per Grazie per essere Oh, come on. Grazie. Uh, ciao. Bella. Grazie. Grazie. Mm, prego. That's all I know from the menu. I'm going to get you back a bit later because I want you to pray because uh, you and Rashida look after Yes Text. And uh, someone commented to me this morning on how powerful that is. They said, you know, we haven't heard of that. Where did that come from? Is this something you guys here came up with? And we said, yeah, it was, even before COVID and everything else. And I know that in the service this morning, just at the end of the service, three people just sent in their Yes Text. And I know that you are, both of you, you send that out. It comes from our church, not from anywhere else. And I'm going to get you up a bit later to pray because, again, I feel like there's so many people in Italy and people in Sicily. I feel like there's about several key countries around the world that there's a lot of people that are waiting for someone to speak to them and to invite them. And I believe that uh, Metro Church Online is actually going to continue to increase and And I know you're a great part of that. So I'll just get you back a bit later to pray for that. Just give him a big hand, would you? See, when I say to you, just go and stand next to Sebastiano, we all go, don't be silly. Go and stand next to the most ripped person at the gym, the person that's the strongest, and somehow or other, you'll catch strength. We go, that's crazy. But Ephesians chapter 3, again, remember we read it, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. These verses and many others, by the way, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 3.18, but we all with open face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are changed into that image by the Holy Spirit from glory unto glory. These verses say to me, if I do nothing else but be in the presence of the Lord and worship God with an open heart, all I've got to do is go and stand beside Him and I get stronger. I don't know anything like that in our natural realm. I don't know anything in your world or mine that you can just gain that by going standing next to someone who's got it. And yet the Bible tells me that one of the powerful ways people get strengthened, why is it like our worship team, they worship lead, thank you team, they worship like They wouldn't care if there was 500 or 500,000. 
They've never adjusted according to what's here. Why? Because we're worshipping Jesus, not the crowd. It's never a gig, though. Some of these people on the stage, they're professional musicians. It's their job. They're outside of here. But when they come here, it's I'm here to serve God. And in that environment, like when we sang that song earlier on in the service, uh, you know, I'm trying to remember which one it was. We're in the presence of the Lord. Here in the presence of the Lord. Oh, I think that's so moving and so powerful. And many of us will leave the building after that worship. That's why we always finish every service with worship. Because we want you to get strengthened before you go out there into whatever else you've got to go to. Your drive home, your work tomorrow, your career, your family situation. We want you to go out of here strong. And we know that if we can give you a few minutes to stand next to the Holy Spirit, we know what a difference He's going to make in your life in Jesus' name. Wait on the Lord. That means hang out with Him. Be of good courage and He'll strengthen your heart. He'll do something supernatural in your life in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You so much for what You do supernaturally. We couldn't organise it. Thank you, Lord, that it doesn't come out of our striving or our trying hard or our struggle. Here we are in the presence of the Lord. Many of us, Lord, are tired. Many people are, have been through battles. You promised to refresh and you promised to restore. You promised to reinvigorate and you promised to release. Thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that tonight, wherever people are, and there are people online, and we are separated by thousands of kilometres, oceans between us. Yet, Lord, we're not separated when it comes to your power and your grace. You're able to move and to touch and to heal. I pray for those people, Lord, tonight, who wherever they are, they're a part of the service. They've somehow or other found us. Someone told them. Now they're a part of the service. Lord, the biggest cry of their heart is, I wish I knew God. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you'll do that, Lord. Every single one of us had a moment where it's like you turned the light on. And all of a sudden we saw that it wasn't religion. But it was relationship with you. You wanted to do something. You wanted to come to us. You wanted us to walk with you, not just be obedient and do stuff. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. There's people right now, right wherever you are. I don't know whether you're in the building or you're online. But right now, right where you are, I know the Holy Spirit is moving on people. I know there's people where fears have beset you and become entrenched in your life. Some of you have spent a lot of time trying to hide them from others, trying to never be in a situation where that fear could get exposed. But right now I know the power of God is reaching to you right where you are. I know this and I've seen Him do this thousands of times. This is not made up. It's not wishful thinking. It's the reality of the Holy Spirit that He wants to touch people. There are people being healed right now. 
There are people being set free right now, right where you are. This afternoon when I was out there praying, I, I felt the Lord put in my heart there was someone going to be a part of this service and there may be more than one, I don't know. But you had a, a break in one of your bones some time ago and that's healed, but yet you still get pain in the sight of that break years later. You still get pain there from that. I, I'm not a doctor and I'm not pretending to be anything remotely like that. I'm just telling you what I hear from God and I know that He wants to touch you. If that's you, just right now where you are, just say, Lord, would you heal me? Lord, would you let your love and your grace, the warmth of your touch, just flow into my body right now in Jesus' Name? I pray for people here that have got lung conditions. Things, Lord, that seem to have robbed them of a large part of their joy of life. They're not able to exercise like they once did because their breath is not there for them anymore. Would you heal them tonight in Jesus' Name? Set them free, Lord. Deliver them from that. Release them in the mighty Name of Jesus. There's people here a part of this service tonight and you know all of your life and some of you have been Christians for a long time. You've always, always felt like you just didn't fit. You're just not good enough. But it's more than that. You look back over it and go, that was a part of my life before Jesus. And I came to Jesus and I know I'm saved, but that thing has kept on preventing me from going into what God has. I want to. You're a person who's got lots of want to, but the how-to has eluded you. That feeling of, well, it wouldn't work. The enemy just wants to stop you even trying, but I'm praying right now in Jesus' Name that the Holy Spirit will deliver you. Loosen that out of your life, that, that pervasive sense of inferiority, the words that God's spoken over you, that lodged deep within you. The Holy Spirit is healing you of that right now in the name of Jesus. Here in the presence of the Lord. Because we're not alone. Why don't we just sing that together? Just stay seated a minute if you would. Mercy is falling. Let's sing that chorus and just... Let the presence of God touch you. I've just said a few things that the Lord's showed me, but I know that many others don't ever think, well, He didn't mention my need. Just let the Holy Spirit touch you right where you are, in the building, online, wherever you are. Mercy is falling, falling. Lift up your hands,
Tendai works my Tendai works with uh, children, families at risk. I just feel tonight that there's people who are a part of this service. You look back and go, you know, a lot of what my life's like is a result of things that you deal with every day. Sometimes they don't, much as we wish. They don't just fall away with the past of time. Thank you. Oh. So I'm going to ask you to pray, Tendai, if you would. Not just for those that are here. But there's people online and all kinds of places and spaces. The enemy's just had a field day trampling their life down. My wife and I were on the phone on the way in here. Well, she was on the phone. I was hearing it with someone who's life has been so pushed down. When you look back, you go, wow, there was a legacy given to them that wasn't a godly one. Would you mind praying for them? Just ask God to heal individuals. There's mums, there's dads, there's kids, people that just right now are saying, oh God, God, I need your help. Maybe strength for them it always seems out of reach because of the damage that was done, but God wants to heal them so they can build strength in Jesus' name. Thank you. Father, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, we just come before you and we thank you, Father, that the idea of family and the idea of wholeness was one that was only from you, Lord Jesus. So tonight, Lord, we come before you with the brokenness of this earth, Lord. Father, I pray for every soul that has been touched, Father, by brokenness, by any level of trauma, Father, by a childhood that wasn't ideal, Father, by parents who did their best, but for every single, for reasons outside of their control, Lord, there was brokenness, there was hurt, there was just stuff that the family couldn't get over, a legacy, Father, of pain. I'm just praying, Holy Spirit, right now, that you would touch each and every person who is listening, Father, each and every person for whom that was the experience Father, either growing up or later on in life, Father, where things have gone wrong despite our best efforts, Lord. Addiction has crept in. Father, brokenness has crept in. Abuse has crept in, Lord Jesus. The enemy has come in to to steal, to kill and to destroy. Right now, Holy Spirit, I am asking that you would touch every single person, Father, who has had that experience, Lord, and that tonight may be the beginning of healing, Lord Jesus. Healing that only you can provide, Father. Wholeness that only you can bring father restoration father that only you can provide lord tonight lord i just ask that your power your healing power would just touch each and every person father and that from this moment on legacy is changed lord that they can sing that they can stand and say there was a day when jesus healed me there was a day when god moved in my life there was a day when there was transformation. So right now we ask Holy Spirit that you would come and do in every situation, in every heart, in every family, what only you can do, Father, and bring the healing and transformation that only you can. We thank you that you are our great God and that nothing is impossible for you, Father. We thank you that today is the dawning of a new amen. day, Father. In Jesus' amen. mighty name. Amen, amen. In Jesus' mighty thank name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come on, mercy is falling. Let's see it. Falling, falling. Lift up your hands, receive it now. Here in the presence. 
Jesus wants to come into your life and to bring strength in the inner part of you. I thank God for all the people like Tendai or professionals, all their fields. Thank God for all the educators we have in this church, all the medical people, all, all those that can help. But I know that for most people, the real core of it is something the psychologist can't touch. The doctor can't treat. The Bible says it's our inner life. That's why when Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door, the door to your life and I knock. And if you open the door, He said, I'll come in to you. I need more than a God who's out there to help me. I need one who's in me. I need one who's helping Christ in you, the hope of glory. And if you say, how do I do that, Jeff? Sounds too hard. I'm so sorry for all the people that religion has told that God is difficult to please and hard to reach. I'm sorry for every church, every pastor that has not said, but it's by grace. God's love despite my past. We don't live in our brokenness because we have His grace that takes us from there. If you'll say yes to Christ, it's so easy to do. Well, why yes? If you're in Australia, the number's up there on the screen for you. If you're in the building and you want to take that, there's cards like this that you can grab and They've got the number on it, take it home with you. You can do it right now. You can do it later on. When you do it, Sebastian and Rashida will get that number and they'll start sending you the very next morning. I'm going to get him to come and pray for you all in a minute, both in English and then I want you to pray in Italian, if you would please. I know there's a lot of people out there in the UK that are a part of this service and they're Italian. There are people in Australia, they're first language is Italian but we're going to pray with you in a minute but they'll send that to you if you're outside of Australia well that number wouldn't work for you you need to go to yes.metrochurch.org.org.au send us that and we'll send it to you via email we'll give you a Bible verse every day a different one a prayer a different one every day comes from our church we won't spam you we won't pester you you can opt out whenever you like it's us saying, let's help you. Sebastian and Rashida, would you come please? Both of you, I'm going to ask you if you would to pray. Maybe Rashida, you can pray in English. Just for all those people that are going to say, yes, three people this morning, I know said yes. And I haven't heard, but maybe there's others this afternoon. And I know there's people in the building and outside of the building. We want to pray that this step you take will transform your life. You'll get to know Jesus and then Sebastian, I'm going to ask you to just pray for everyone in Italian that wherever they are, they'll meet Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Rashida, if you'd pray. Let's pray, family. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Precious Father, we come before you, Lord Jesus, tonight. We thank you for everyone here tonight, Lord Jesus. We thank you for everyone watching all over our nations. We pray for all our nations. Bless them all, Lord Jesus, and keep them safe. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for everything you're doing, everything you've done, everything you're about to do, Father God. Even now, Lord, I pray for all the lost souls around the world. 
that as we preach the gospel that they may come to salvation. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We bless you. We give you all glory, honour and praise tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, Padre Nostra, Tu sei la cosa più importante che possa entrare dentro di noi. Tu sei lì ad aspettare che noi apriamo la nostra porta, la, no- la porta del nostro cuore. You are there waiting to open our door, the door of our heart. E tu sei lì, non importa cosa abbiamo fatto nella nostra vita, ma tu sei lì ad aspettare e far sì che le nostre, le nostre vite possano avere possono vivere la, l, il tuo magnifico piano che hai per noi noi ti ringraziamo ti ringraziamo per tutto quello che fai per quello che stai facendo e per le protezioni che stai dando a tutto, a tutto il mondo a tutte le persone a tutti gli italiani che sono in, tut, in tutto il mondo noi ti ringraziamo e ti lodiamo ti rendiamo grazie Signore per la tua magnifica il tuo magnifico cuore che hai per noi nel tuo grandissimo nome chiedo un miracolo che che tutte tutte le persone attorno al mondo possono liberarsi ed essere salvati nel tuo grandissimo nome nel grandissimo nome di Gesù e io prego che questo miracolo possa succedere in questo momento grazie per tutti quanti Amen, Amen Amen, Amen, Amen Amen. Thank you so much for caring for people. You know, I love the fact that Jesus said, look after my lambs. They're the new ones. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Can we all stand and worship the Lord together? Come on, let's take a minute. We're going to stand next to the strong one. Let's lift it up, team. Come on. Mercy is falling. It's there for you. You can become strong. God can build your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Mercy is falling, falling. Lift up your hands, receive it now. Here in the presence of the Lord. Mercy is falling, falling. Lift up your
we're so grateful to You for everything You do. I thank You, Lord, that You've never stopped reaching out to any one of us. We go out of this place, out of Metro Church Online, confident that You're going to help us, confident this week You'll walk with us. There'll be blessing for us. There'll be opportunities for us to bless somebody. Thank You for that in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Thank you so much. Pastor Bruce is waiting online to pray with everyone that needs prayer. David's here tonight. If you're in the building and you like prayer. Hey, God bless you. Have an amazing week. Be a blessing to as many as you can. God bless. Thank you.